0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about meeting hell. And if you're watching on YouTube, welcome to this new office that I have with nothing in it, because I just moved into a new house. I have moved twice this year with small children. And if there's anything I've learned that I really needed to, it was that it's okay to move forward imperfectly on projects. Here I am talking to you, you're listening or you're watching. I tried to put a plant in for, like next to me, but then it just looked like I had a weird co-host that wasn't going to speak. In fact, just for the sake of YouTube, let me show you what it was going to look like. Hello, plant. Why do you think it's so hard to drive engagement? What a great answer. Yeah, no plant. Whatever projects you've been putting off because you wanna do it perfectly, just remember that you don't have to be perfect. Perfection is the enemy of done. Move forward imperfectly. Don't let perfection get in the way of something good. These are all ways to think about getting your work done every day because you all deal with constant interruptions and an ever-changing strategy and a slew of people and a slew of tasks daily that capture your attention, which keeps you from getting into deep work mode. If you haven't checked out my episode on dealing with employee interruptions, it's a few episodes down. I shipped it a few weeks ago, check that out. There are ways for you to carve out time for you to get into deep work mode and I teach you how. But today we're gonna talk about workplace meetings. They're a huge killer of productivity and your employees hate them. And your employees, quite frankly, they're suffering. And you probably are too. Have you ever been in a meeting where you're not really sure what it's about? There's a bunch of people there And the conversation is just kind of meandering and you're like, (laughs) well, this stinks. I guess I'm going to check my email at the same time because I don't have time for this. This was a problem even before we went remote, but it's probably exacerbated a little bit because we are on remote teams and we can't just walk up to someone's desk and ask them a question. It's important for your more tenured employees to have guidelines and your newer employees to learn better habits early. These Gen Z workers have never, some of them, worked in an office or been trained on The basics of productivity and efficiency and this is a big chance to drive engagement because when people don't have the time and the space to get their work done because they're in meetings all day they're going to be frustrated and they're not going to be engaged and just to put some data behind what i'm saying because yes qualitatively meetings stink nobody likes to be in meetings all day it's just it's not enjoyable it's uncomfortable and it's hard for your brain to get into deep work mode like it needs to sometimes we all know those feelings but there's data behind this So for all my data friends out there, just to prove why I'm making this episode and why it matters, according to a survey conducted by salary.com, 47% of respondents considered attending too many meetings as the biggest waste of time at work. That's almost 50%. A study by Atlassian revealed that employees spend an average of 31 hours per month in unproductive meetings. Unproductive meetings. That's not all meetings. That means there's more meetings. Again, have you ever been in a meeting where everyone's just going around giving updates and you're like, who is this meeting for? I'm just waiting for my turn. And you're doing your work in the background. And the person who's running the meeting might be like, people aren't paying attention. You guys are multitasking. Well, yeah, this meeting is for you. This meeting is giving me no value. I don't have time for this meeting. A survey by Harvard Business Review found that 71% of senior managers considered their meetings unproductive and inefficient. Great. They're usually the ones calling the meetings. so. This is a weird inefficiency loop. The people who want the meetings also agree that they're not productive. And lastly, because at the end of the day, all of our companies are trying to drive revenue. We want to be profitable. That's why you want to be a people-first company. You take care of your people, you will make more revenue. Most companies have it backwards and they want to be a revenue-first company. And then they don't understand why their people are disengaged because you don't take care of them. But the National Statistics Council, which sounds like something I don't want to join, I would apply to that and they would be like, she's not qualified statistics. The National Statistics Council estimated that organizations in the United States waste approximately $37 annually on unproductive meetings. So let's get down to it. I think you would agree after hearing all of that and thinking through the meetings you attend, you're probably nodding along or you're feeling a little validated at this point. Good. Let's get into how to fix it. I'm going to walk you through these best practices and then you should find a way to create some kind of internal training. You could even end it with a quiz to make sure employees were paying attention and were catching the concepts. I can walk through a few ideas around how to do that toward the end. But here are some best practices just to be thinking through about how meetings should happen. Then you will think through how to train your company to take this seriously. First, you need to teach your employees to evaluate if a meeting is even needed. Everything should start with a document before a meeting. There's this great company called almanac.io. Their CEO is coming on in a few weeks, and I'm so excited. I will link out to a piece called The Modern Workplace Method. Their whole company offering is around how to eliminate meetings and help teams work more efficiently and make information more findable to make everyone at work more productive and eliminate time wasters like meetings. So Adam's coming on in a few weeks, and I hope you all check that episode out because The Modern Workplace Method is a very detailed look at how the way we work is very broken. But There's a very small part of his piece called the modern workplace method where he touches on meetings, but encourage your employees to question whether a meeting is even the most effective way to achieve their desired outcome. What is their desired outcome? Can this be figured out asynchronously? For example, here's something I did just the other day. I'm hosting a webinar in a a week. I needed to talk to a couple key people to make sure everyone knew what was going on. And I needed a few things from them. The people I needed to talk to were the CEO, my boss, our product marketer, our product leader, our product manager, our support, our head of support, and our head of HR. Because all of those people were stakeholders as either a speaker or someone doing something in the background or someone doing something leading up to or after the webinar. What I could have done is thrown a meeting on the calendar, sort of checked when everyone was available. Maybe one or two people weren't. And I booked over their time and just said, webinar sync with no agenda. And then had everyone come and one by one, I could have gone around and said, this is what I need from you. Do you understand? Hey, can you do this? And then everybody else would have been waiting. But instead I created a Google doc and I outlined what this project was, what my goals were, who the stakeholders are, what I need from them, when, where they can find more information like the landing page, the ad I made more context. And then I wrote a Slack message detailing what I was doing. Hey, you know what? Let me read the Slack message to you. And then I sent them all a Slack message and let me just read it all to you. Cause it's right here. I said, hi everybody. To spare everyone a meeting, let's coordinate next week's onboarding webinar asynchronously. Rocket emoji. I've created this document outlining what I need from each of you as a stakeholder. If you have questions, please tag me in the Google doc to spare everyone Slack notifications. Cause we're also all drowning in notifications, whether you use Teams or Slack. If you have no questions, please react with a thumbs up. If you're all set, I got some thumbs up and then I got tagged in some questions and we're figuring it out in the Google doc. I'm not bothering anyone else by figuring it out in this thread. I didn't pull everyone into a meeting and just kind of go around haphazardly and kind of guess what I needed. I did the pre-work and then everybody had what they needed. There's also different learning styles. So I also recorded a quick video of myself saying exactly this, because some of the people in that group I know are creative. Some people I know are a little bit more black and white and more strategic. So I catered to all the learning styles, written, verbal, visual, and I created a document that everyone can refer to. Guess what? We were done in like 15 minutes. It was figured out in like 15 minutes. Plus, not everybody thinks in real time. So it would be a little disrespectful for me to assume that everyone can just hop into a meeting and meet my basic need, which is making sure my project gets done and that they need something to help me hit my goal. That's not going to drive engagement. And that's not the way we should treat each other. We all don't go into these meetings meaning to waste people's time or be like, I need this. Where's this? But because we all work so frantically and there's so many meetings, and that's just because the culture is just go, go, go. And let's not look around and see if this is even working for anyone. This is what companies do. This is what people accidentally do to each other. So teach your employees to evaluate if a meeting's even necessary. And they always need to start with a document. There's other ways for things to be figured out. If a meeting is necessary, your employees need to define a clear objective. What is the ideal end of the meeting? Make sure everybody knows. There has to be an agenda. The goal of this meeting is to walk away with an answer about how we're going to track this in HubSpot. The person booking the meeting even needs to say like, these are the options I found. If you have found any other options, please let me know beforehand so I can add them to the agenda as solutions for us to explore. But the goal is to leave this meeting having made a decision. There must be an agenda explaining exactly that. The goal, who's in the meeting and why. Andrew, you're in this meeting because you own HubSpot and you know the most about it. Marissa, you're in this meeting because you help the sales team with their email nurtures, and you would probably have a unique perspective on what's the best way for them to use to track something in HubSpot. And I'm in this meeting because I need to run a weekly report on this. And I don't have a preference, but I wanted to hear both of your opinions so that I can make sure we get to the best answer that works for you two as well. That eliminates the meeting kicking off with like, hey, guys, So I called this meeting to discuss HubSpot properties. And these people are like thinking in real time, like HubSpot properties. Okay, define clear objectives. There should be a document. We decided this, and it can be referred back to. The next best practice I sort of already touched on, but your employees need to prepare and distribute materials in advance. Teach your employees to think, okay, I've invited all these people to this meeting. What is all the context they need? What reports, documents, any other necessary materials, examples that the attendees can review before the meeting. This helps everyone come prepared to share their insights. Because like I said, not everybody thinks well on their feet. I've attended a meeting before and given a point of view and then later been like, actually, no, that wasn't the best answer. And it's because I didn't have enough time to think through what my choices were. I was asked in real time to have an answer and the answer I gave was the best I could come up with at that time. Here's another best practice. Why are meetings 30 minutes to an hour? Why is that a thing? Can something be figured out in 10 minutes if you've done the pre-work, everyone knows why they're there, you're clear on what the goal is, and you just need to have a quick discussion. Shorter, more focused meetings are more productive, and employees will start to like flinch less when they're like, okay, it's a 10-minute meeting. This is harmless. I see what's, what's being asked. I have an opinion. I can give it quickly. Meetings take a long time because people are talking to think that's not good. That's not efficient. Another best practice is to send invitations. Selectively teach your employees to avoid redundancy. If you need to make a decision on the product team, don't invite all the engineers. You could even reach out to the product leader, let them know, Hey, I have some, I have this project. I need some, points of view on. Who from your team should I work with on this? I want to protect everyone's time. And I think this could be figured out by you two. You all may be talking about it quickly in in your next team huddle, but if you could send me a representative, let me know who should represent your team with everyone's take. I mean, don't invite everyone to the meeting. Less is more with meetings. Studies show that more than five people in a meeting is basically anarchy, and that should be saved for the executive team that's having debate over strategy. Could you stand in a circle facing five people and have a discussion for an hour and feel like everyone got a chance to talk and that everyone's perspective was heard clearly, thoroughly? It's just too many people. Next, start and end on time. Have you ever been in a meeting where everyone's there. And for five minutes, you're like chit chatting awkwardly, painfully, because you're waiting for someone. Bake it into your culture that when a meeting time is up, bake it into your culture that meetings start on time. And when someone is late, don't recap everything because that then trains everyone that it's okay to join late. And then everyone who was there on time has to sit through the opening again. That goes for back-to-back meetings. Train your employees that if a meeting has reached its end time and they have another meeting to go to, that they respectfully reserve the right to say, I have another meeting. I need to respect that team's time. I need to go. Send me a Slack message. Send me a Microsoft Teams message. We can figure this out asynchronously, but I do not have any more allotted time to give to this discussion. End of story. It's not personal. And yes, humans are emotional, nuanced beings. So some people might be offended by that, but maybe if your values are one of your values has something to do with insinuating efficiency and respect for people's time you know your value can't be respect people's time but there's something you can do there's there's a value you could have that insinuates like we respect each other and part of that is joining meetings on time and leaving when they're done when someone joins late it just disrupts the flow and when you strive to start the meeting on time and hold people accountable and send a survey we've been trying to do better about respecting each other's time and starting meetings on time. Have you experienced an improvement in this? Send a survey cuz p- if people haven't been, they're going to be like really eager to take that survey. I know all of you are scared of survey fatigue, but if you really ask your employees the right questions, they're not going to be mad at your surveys. They're going to be a little triggered to give you the feedback you need to be like, "No, people are still joining late. No, people are still holding me later and still talking and I'm I'm trying to to move on." And then you have the feedback to say, "Okay, Look, we're trying to sh- make this shift and it looks like we're, we're not there yet. So I just want to remind everyone, say it in your next all hands. I want to remind everyone, this is the new meeting etiquette. We start on time, we end on time. This, this next one's my favorite. Give employees permission to excuse themselves respectfully. This needs to be trained and explained to everyone as a company, but it's essentially when someone feels like they're sitting in a meeting and it's becoming updates and it's not relevant or their part was given and they're done and they just feel like they're sitting there and they're starting to multitask, they should be able to virtually raise their hand or in person and say, I don't feel I'm providing value any further. Did you need anything else from me or may I excuse myself to go back to my work? You know, doesn't have to be said that formally. If it was me, I would just say, hey, I don't feel like I'm adding value moving forward. Was there anything else you needed from me? Otherwise I'm gonna hop off listen, no offense. I don't want to sit in your meeting, but it's not that I don't like you. It's because I have a job to do. This is how I earn money to raise my family. And I really enjoy my podcasting and I want to get back to my podcasting. So give people permission to say, may I leave? And then tell everyone else, Hey, when that happens, that means your meeting was not maybe structured in a way that allowed that person to leave. you can even give people permission to leave. Hey, we just need Jessica on for the first 10 minutes and then they can be excused. And I do this all the time. I've been in meetings that are mine where I say, hey, Holly, um, thanks so much for your perspective. We're going to talk more about marketing tactics and product from here. So you're welcome to stay, but you can feel free to hop off. And they're always like, thank you. I've done this with a real person named Holly at my company who I respect a ton. And she's always there. And she always shows up. She knows so much about ping board and I don't feel good when she's sitting in a meeting, just listening to us talk about then selfishly, what we're going to go do her parts done. So I'm like, thank you. Bless you. You're the best you can go. And she's like, peace out. Happy to help. The next is to talk as a company about what it means to encourage active participation. This means not multitasking. And I'm guilty of this too. It's a reflection of someone wanting to get their work done, or it could be that they're bored and the meeting is just not effective. But usually most people are just multitasking because there's a lot of work to do. As you heard in the beginning, we're spending way too much time in meetings. If we're spending 31 hours a month in meetings that are unproductive, add another 20 hours of meetings that are productive, that only leaves half of the time that's actually meant to be doing the work to do it. So that's why a lot of people are like, you hear the clicking and you see them looking off to the side and and you're like, oh, pay attention. Well, actually who wants to work on the weekend or into the evenings? I know I've done that, but people are doing that because they're feeling the pressure to also be in this meeting and get their work done. I have a teammate named Marissa and what is really admirable about her, and I've noticed this and I said something, she never looks away from the camera. If i ask her a question she might go look for something but she is always active listening it's impressive she respects that someone wants to have her in a meeting and she gives them her full attention she's also really good at active listening which means i can monologue and she waits she has the tact to let me get my thoughts out. And then she weighs in. I also sometimes interrupt her and I've been apologizing to her about that because I get excited. It's not like a, my idea is better than yours. I'm trying to add to the conversation, but what she's been teaching me is to be patient and a more productive conversation can unfold. When people don't get interrupted, you need to teach your people, try not to talk for more than a minute at a time. There's nothing that can be monologued unless you're, it's a very specific type of project where you're teaching people something or you're workshopping something nobody should be speaking for more than a minute and the more senior person shouldn't be doing the majority of the talking in the meeting a lot of times i see managers jump in and they're like this is what we need to figure out and this is what i think and this is why i think this is best and this is what we're going to do and i think this is really the right decision what does everyone else think and the doers the people underneath the manager are kind of like well i already heard your perspective you seem to have an opinion and feel strongly that your decision is the right decision and now you're kind of asking me to disagree with you and bring other ideas to the table, which is a little clunky and awkward for me. And I need to have a lot of confidence to tell you that your idea is actually not the best way to get it done. And you're probably gonna argue with me or debate me in front of everyone. So it sounds like you already have your mind made up manager. What are we having this meeting for? active listening and managers and like the more senior people need to speak the, not the least, but like speak less, let the group and the doers who have more context about how the work gets done, give their perspective. Another best practice is to teach your people words and phrases to use when the conversation gets off track. This can happen when people are excited about a project, or if you get a bunch of creatives together, I got to tell you, my boss, Andrew and I have these lovely wild cowboy conversations about what we could do where we want to go and um I think sometimes we one of us has to say okay that sounds great and we should figure that out one day and we should document that somewhere so we don't forget but what we were trying to do with this time is this there's a way to say hey I want to explore that too. And that sounds like a separate meeting, but for the sake of keeping this meeting on track and respecting everyone's time, let's come back to what we were originally meeting about. People are going to get their feelings hurt, but not necessarily if you workshop this really well, if you train your company, don't take it personally. If you are getting off track and someone says, hey, can we get back on track? That's a pretty basic thing. Here's another thing I love that I learned recently is at the end of the person kicking off the meeting or at the end of the meeting, instead of saying, Does anyone have any questions? It's more effective to say, what questions does anyone have? It assumes that there is something else to be figured out or explained further. And it avoids someone feeling like they're, they're debating you or they're challenging you. It's the same with your surveys. When you're asking new hires, what about onboarding could have been better? Instead, you say, can you tell me specifically which parts of onboarding went too fast, too slow or confusing? You should assume that there's feedback and it makes it for a more psychologically safe environment, which means that people can say or ask things that, without fear of you th- making them feel stupid or making them feel like they shouldn't have asked that it allows for healthier discussion. And then every meeting should follow up with action items. If a meeting hits the end time and it's like, okay, well, we just talked at each other for an hour. I guess we're going to have to book another meeting to keep figuring this out. No, that's not a thing anymore. The person who booked the meeting is running the meeting. Okay. They need to end the meeting with summarizing the key takeaways, any decisions that were made and any follow-ups A meeting shouldn't end with, well, we didn't figure anything out, so let's book another meeting. No. Well, we didn't figure anything out, so it sounds like I or you or X person needs to do more research on this. And from here, because we laid the groundwork about what the problem is, we will figure this out asynchronously or... I will book another meeting with pre-work and the appropriate amount of time to quickly get to a decision because the goal was actually to make a decision and we didn't. So these are the next steps. I will handle them or X person will handle them by this date. And we will make a decision on this day. Everyone needs to know what the next steps are. So by listening to what I just said, there's things that you can pull out there and just create a, a slide deck and say as a company, Hey, We're going to do meeting etiquette training. Say this at your next all hands. And the purpose is to help you all be more productive and save time, which is going to give you a better experience at work. Because remember, you're an advocate for the people. You will drive engagement by delivering a better employee experience. Employees are not having a good experience if they're in meeting hell where inefficient interactions are happening. They don't feel like their time's being respected and they can't get the work done. They're not going to be engaged. And I have to tell you, as a single mom of two kids, nothing frustrates me more than feeling like I'm in a meeting that's wandering or I don't know why I'm there or I don't really know what we're talking about or what you need from me. When you train your people, you could even come up with a really harmless quiz. Hey, what's something you could say if you feel like you are no longer needed in a meeting? And then you put in the prompt I gave you. Hi, I feel like I'm not adding value anymore. Did you need anything else from me? Or you put in other things like you sit there quietly and you suffer in pain or, you know, this would be a multiple choice or you aggressively tell the person they are not respecting your time. The quiz is meant to just reiterate. It's not meant to actually test your employees and be like, did you understand? It's meant to be like, remember when you workshop people, you really drive it home by, by quizzing them. And you tell people like, you're not going to be in trouble with this quiz. I'm, But please take this quiz, make it mandatory and say, I want to make sure you got the takeaways. You get them into a different way of thinking from when you were workshopping and talking at them to then them applying it to a real life situation to really make sure they caught that. Yes, they have permission to leave a meeting now and it's okay. So to sum it up, meetings are expensive and that means everyone's collective salary, pausing their productivity for 30 minutes, an hour to not get to an outcome or to feel like nothing was figured out. That's costing your company a lot of money, and it's causing disengagement. Both are bad. You want to drive engagement and drive revenue? Be a people-first company that prioritizes meeting etiquette and respecting each other's time and getting to a more efficient way of getting the work done. Check out the modern workplace method that I will link out to in the show notes. Again, Adam is the CEO of that company. He's coming on in a few weeks to discuss that piece in greater detail, and I cannot wait. I've read it like 17 times. You want to feel seen and heard for how hard it is to get the work done and why it's so hard for all of us to keep up and why we're all so burned out, read that article. But in closing, meetings should never leave without an outcome. Brainstorms without an agenda should never be a thing. Your people need permission to say no and to say, what is the goal? Pre-work needs to be done to give everyone context. Meetings should never be for progress updates on projects. That should always be done asynchronously. Your managers need to put a process in place where employees put in on a weekly basis here's my progress to my goal you don't need to have a huddle for an hour every monday just to go around willy-nilly and be like um yeah my project's on track um i have questions and the other people on the meeting on the team are like i have nothing to do with this i have so much stuff to do get me out of this meeting when is it my turn stop it managers should be holding one-on-ones with every person on their team i have a ton of content on that check out my webinars at pingboard.com in the resources section, check out the podcast episodes on -on one-on-ones. Managers should be checking in to check progress to goals in a recurring one-on-one format, while also then asking lots of open-ended questions about how the work's getting done, how the person is doing. That is not a discussion that's going to unfold in a weekly huddle where everyone goes around for an hour and gives the manager an update that they could get in an Excel spreadsheet and with the qualitative one-on-one interactions with their team. Your managers need to be managing their team one-to-one and asynchronously. Every once in a while, you can come together. But if any of your managers are having weekly huddles with their team to go around and give progress updates, tell them to stop. I think your employees will really appreciate you thinking through their experience of what it's like to work at your company. By having this people-first lens, you're gonna show and build trust that you really are an advocate for them and you want them to be able to do their best work. And you want this to be a great place and company for them to feel like the work they do matters and that this company cares about them. And that's how you drive engagement and get your people to stay. If you have any other tips or ideas and things that have worked for you and your company, let me know in the YouTube comments or send me a message on LinkedIn. I'll link out to my profile and I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.